Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC Talent Show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This is the Wikipedia page for Spirit Photography. Part 1 of 2. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I'm Victor Vernado, KSN. And I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW, reminding you to subscribe. Spirit Photography. Spirit photography, also called ghost photography, is a type of photography whose primary goal is to capture images of ghosts and other spiritual entities, especially in ghost hunting. It dates back to the late 19th century, the end of the American Civil War, and the mid-19th century spiritualism movement contributed greatly to the popularity of spirit photography. Photographers such as William Mumler and William Hope ran thriving businesses taking photos of people with their supposed dead relatives. Both were shown to be frauds, but true believers, such as Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, refused to accept the evidence as proof of a hoax. William and William. As cameras became available to the general public, ghost photographs became common due to natural camera artifacts such as flash reflecting off dust particles, a camera strap or hair close to the lens, lens flare, pareidolia, or in modern times, deceptions using smartphone applications that add ghost images to existing photographs. I think we have to read the page on pareidolia. I forgot about that, and that's a great page to read. Heck yeah. 
The first practical photography introduced in 1839 used the daguerreotype process. In this and other early processes, the image was developed directly from the exposure plate, so multiple exposure did not normally occur. Yet, since they required long exposures, it was possible for passing movement to leave a faint image, and they were able to capture reflections in the manner of Pepper's ghost. Sir David Brewster, in 1856, recognized that these effects could be used deliberately to create ghostly pictures. The London Stereoscopic Company used Brewster's idea to create a series of images called the ghost in the stereoscope. The adoption of gas plate negative processes around 1859 made it practical to reuse an exposure plate with the possibility of prior images remaining visible, and it was this effect on which early spirit photographers relied. As cameras fell in price and became more widespread, spirit photography boomed, although the methods could be comically crude. The phenomenon did not start to decline until the 1920s after skeptics such as Harry Houdini tried to counteract spiritualistic fraud. Oh, Harry Houdini, you big wet blanket. Yeah, Harry Houdini, how dare you? Spirit photographers. An American jewelry engraver and amateur photographer named William Mumler published in 1862 a photograph of what was purportedly the spirit of his cousin who had died 12 years earlier. The media sensation that this caused led Mumler to leave engraving and to begin a successful business as a spirit photographic medium, which he set up in New York and Boston, servicing those hoping to find a supernatural connection with relatives killed in the American Civil War. One of Mumler's most famous images is a photograph of Mary Todd Lincoln posed with the purported spirit of her assassinated husband. The apparent spirits that Mumler had captured were double exposures of previous clients from photographic plates that were improperly cleaned. In 1869, Mumler's fraud was discovered and he was charged. He was acquitted, however, despite the evidence provided that one of his so-called spirits was shown to still be alive. (laughs) P.T. Barnum, who testified against Mumler, was one of his outspoken critics, declaring he was taking advantage of people's grief. Mumler later moved on to doing regular photography. That's really funny if P.T. Barnum is saying that you're taking advantage of people. Yeah, right? (laughs) Anyway, I got a bridge to tell you. Me, P.T. Barnum. Spirit photography started appearing in England in 1872 from photographer Frederick Hudson's studios. He allegedly gimmicked his camera to hold a pre-exposed image that would move into place when he took his photo. Wiki listeners, you can support us by listening to this message while you take some pictures with your spirits. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Thank you for listening to that message, Wiki listeners. Now let's get Wiki back to this Wiki Wiki Whack action. Wiki dee Wiki dee Whack. boop a dee boop a dee doo Yeah. Let's Wiki do this. In 1875, Edward Bouguet, a French spirit photographer who also had a studio in London, was arrested in Paris and prosecuted for fraud after making a full confession. Edward Bou what? Bouguet. Bouguet. I don't speak French. Okay. Edward Bou what, though? Edward Boo. It's a ghost. He simulated spirits by wrapping dolls in gauze and attaching photos of faces onto them. His confession was widely publicized in the French and English press. In 1891, one of the most famous spirit photographs was taken by Sybil Corbett. She took a photo at the library of Cumbermere Abbey in Cheshire, England, in which appeared the, quote, faint outline of a man's head, collar, and right arm. The figure was believed to be the ghost of Lord Cumbermere, who had recently died and was being buried at the time the photo was taken. Because the exposure was one hour, it was believed by skeptics that someone, possibly a servant, had walked into the room and paused, causing the ghostly outline. One of the most famous photographers at the turn of the century was William Hope. In February 1922, Harry Price from the Society for Psychical Research A magician named Seymour, Eric J. Dingwall, and William S. Marriott showed Hope to be a fraud. They devised a plan where they presented Hope with glass negatives that had secretly been marked with x-rays. The returned plate containing the spirit had no markings. Price wrote his findings in the Journal of the Society for Psychical Research. Despite his proof, prominent spiritualists such as Arthur Conan Doyle claimed the report was a part of a conspiracy against Hope. Pope had continued success despite the evidence against him. Paranormal investigator Massimo Polidoro said that the case of William Hope and his followers demonstrate how difficult it can be to convince true believers, even when there is strong evidence of fraud. Other spirit photographers exposed as fraud include David Dugwood and Edward Willey. Ronald Pearsall exposed the tricks of spirit photography in his book, The Table Wrappers. 1972. Early books. There were several books published defending the possibility of spirit photography. Among the notable books were The Case for Spirit Photography by Arthur Conan Doyle, published in 1922, where Doyle attempted to defend William Hope and his crew circle, a well-known spiritualist group of the time. Other spiritualists who authored books supporting spirit photography were Georgiana Houghton, who wrote Chronicles of the Photographs of Spiritual Beings and Phenomena Invisible to the Material Eye, 1882. That's a very long title. And James Coates, who wrote Photographing the Invisible, 1911. Ghost Photography. (laughs) Paranormal investigator Joe Nickel makes a distinction between spirit photography and ghost photography in his book, The Science of Ghosts Searching for Spirits of the Dead, stating that spirit photography began in studios and eventually included ghosts photographed in seance rooms, whereas ghost photographs were taken in places that were considered haunted. Nichols states, quote, 
whereas spirit photos were invariably charlatans, productions, ghost photos could either be faked or appear inadvertently as a reflection, accidental double exposure, or the like. Once portable cameras became available to amateurs towards the end of the 1880s, ghost photos became more frequent. In more modern times, cameras with built-in flashes produced what some believed to be ectoplasm or orbs. Most ghost photos fall into one of two categories. They are either hazy, indistinct shapes that look human or orbs that are usually white and round. Both can easily be purposefully or accidentally created. Modern Claims Photograph anomalies have always been present in photography, but in the 1990s television shows such as Ghost Hunters claimed the abnormalities represented proof of the afterlife. In his book, Investigating Ghosts, The Scientific Search for Spirits, Ben Radford states that most evidence of ghosts in photographs or videos are, quote, brief ambiguous anomalies recorded with low-quality camera or good-quality cameras sabotaged by low-light conditions. Radford believes that with camera technology advancing, especially with smartphones, there should be clearer, sharper images of ghosts. But the photos remain low-quality and vague. Wow! Well, that's where we're going to end it for today. Make sure you tune in tomorrow so you can listen to Orbs. Yes. I like the uh, subname of Orbs, Backscatter Photography. Oh, I had some backscatter in the bathroom this morning. You know what I mean? I do. I think you mean uh, diarrhea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This has been the Wikipedia page for Spirit Photography, part one of two. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media and on TikTok at Wikilisten, except for X, which is at wiki underscore listen. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because it really helps us out. Check us out on YouTube for more content. And don't forget to smash that subscribe button with your haunted photos of the former Twitter. If there's a particular page you'd like us to read, let us know. We will read it. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.